Hey listeners, Lex on the Decks here. Before you get stuck into this episode of Hot Girls, I wanted to let you know about something else you may be interested in. Though Hot Girls in its podcast format isn't releasing new episodes any longer, if you head over to my Substack, which is lexonthedecks.substack.com, you'll find more interviews and insight on gender minority artists and how to overcome any barriers to entry. You'll also get the opportunity to sign up to my weekly newsletter, Five Good Things. This is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays, sharing five of my favourite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex on the Decks. This week, I got the chance to interview Des Gray, who spoke to me all the way from LA. Des started life in the island of Haiti, and where she's at right now is directing music videos for artists like Davido, Chris Brown, Rick Ross, and Lil Baby. It goes almost without saying that her journey has been an interesting one, and was something that she had to create and carve out for herself. She chats us through that process in detail, as well as her spirituality, relationships, and inspirations. Unfortunately, while technology sometimes works with us, the connection between Des and I wasn't peak, so the audio for this record isn't quite as crisp as we like it to be. However, hopefully you can forgive that to get to know a fascinating person working in a whole different part of the industry and creativity. Des Gray on the Hot Girls Podcast. Let's go. Ladies, gentlemen, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex on the deck. We in the mix. It's fire. Keep it going. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. So the first thing I wanted to actually ask you about was I heard that you're quite a spiritual person and I'm quite a spiritual person. I kind of like lean on spirituality a lot to kind of guide me through things. And I was wondering how your spirituality evolved. Were you religious growing up or or did you come to spirituality in from home? Like where did it come into your life? So my um, spirituality came from Growing up as a child, moving to Miami, Florida from my, from Haiti, I became spiritual, you know, just trying to find my identity and entertainment industry that I'm in. You know, when I first started off in, um, you know, music business as a director, I found myself, I was hanging out with the wrong crowd um, where, you know, I started just being involved in a lot of things that, you know, I shouldn't get myself involved into. I started losing myself. You know, I started losing myself where I was battling like depression a lot. I remember I hit my my, my breaking point 
you know, my breaking point of trying to identify who I was really and what was my role in um, society, you know, and sometimes like when we come into a new place and you around a certain type of environment that you're not accustomed to, you start to second guess yourself and you start losing yourself. So um, I lost myself in um, really, really extremely bad um, depression. I was in the dark. And I remember I had a friend of mine, she had just came from doing ayahuasca and she was like, hey, girl, she's like, you need to get yourself together. Like you really losing, you know, grip of yourself. You know, if you don't align yourself and, and, and really like ask the universe to guide you, you're never going to get to where you need to go in life. So I started doing research about it. I was smoking cigarettes really bad. You know, I was like drinking really bad, just doing a lot of bad things in my life. And 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 actually, like I went to do ayahuasca. And when I went there, I went, I walk into the place as a broken soul. I was literally broken. I was lost. And I was there for like about a week. And being there about a week, just being detached from the world and just being detached from everything and just being connected to like the spirits and being connected to myself and facing my darkness, you know, that's what got me into spirituality. I had to like go face my darkness so I could become the light. And then now do you read a lot or do you meditate or what are your kind of spiritual practices? So, so like a lot of the things that I like to do is um, meditate. I like to meditate a lot. And I also like to listen to a lot of um, different audio. I just like to just like do research on a lot of different like leaders in the spiritual realm. Like Bob Proctor, he's one of the spiritual guys that I listen to all the time on YouTube. And then I, I listen to Dwayne Dyer a lot. So I just like to meditate at least three times a day to keep me grounded and balanced. Being a creative person, you're always in your head. And sometimes when you listen to so many different sound and some like, you know, the sound is what create our mood from the different waves of the frequency. So like when you're working with artists and they have so many different tempos of sound, it's, it's, it's kind of like messing with your brain. So sometimes if you don't grab yourself and you ground yourself back to your spiritual realm, then you're going to get lost. Mm. That's why like when you meditate, I didn't, I never really understood like sounds until I start meditating because like if you meditate, they have different levels, different, different waves of frequency. So like when you listen to like music is the same thing, like a producer really controls the beat. You know, that's one of the things that I take very important in my career is be cautious of like the different sounds that I keep listening to back and back, back and forth, back and forth, because Sometimes it'll, you know, it will take you to a dark side. And if you're not grounded with meditation, then, you know, you have to just try to grab yourself back. Yeah. I don't know if you find this. I find as a creative as well, because a lot of what you're doing is so subjective. It can be hard sometimes to really hear your own voice and trust your own opinions in your career or in your process or in your work. Do you find that or are you naturally good at listening to your own opinions and kind of putting those forward? Sometimes it's hard because being a creative person, you got to have a strong mind. You have to have a strong mind and having a strong mind, you got to learn how to balance your mind. Like I said, you know, I went to ayahuasca because when I first started off, I didn't know none of these things. Mm. So I was going crazy in my head, but nobody know that. Like if I, if I say that to somebody now, like, yo, like from listening to so many different music from so many different artists, it drove me crazy. You know, like, and not, not saying that I don't like the music because I love the music. It's not even about the music. It's about the sound, you know, from the wave sound of the music, you know. So spirituality really helped me as a creator that I am today because it allowed me to ground and balance my mental. 
And so going back to growing up, when did you move from Haiti to the States? When I was about 12 and a half, going on 13 years old. And did you move to Atlanta straight away from there? No, uh-uh, I didn't move straight to Atlanta. I actually, I moved straight to Miami from, from Haiti. And then I went to school in Alabama. And I did an internship at Jive Records. And then from Jive Records, I started working at BET as a production coordinator and assistant to their award shows. And then that led me to Atlanta from doing the Hip Hop Music Awards. Wow. What was it like moving to Miami from Haiti? Was it a shock? Man, moving, <laughs> moving from Haiti to Miami, Florida, it was like a fast transitioning that I can never like recreate as a director. It was like, I'm because you know, the flight is only an hour and about 45 minutes away. So it's like, I'm like a child and and, and, and I'm just leaving poverty where it's, you know, kids in the street running the street with diapers. And then literally like an hour and 45 minutes forward, I'm walking out of a plane and just palm trees and just a whole different like scenery. I'm like, wow, <laughs> no, I can never recreate that moment. <laughs> I can't never recreate that moment. It was like, wow. Like, I feel like I was just like, actually like, I feel like the only time I can recreate that moment is when I go to Mars or something. And I'm like, yeah. you know, just into new scenery I've never seen before. Yeah, it was like one of those experiences like, oh my God, like this is a whole new world. Yeah, this is like home now. Do you think that gave you a, a sense of like ambition? It did, it did because it's like, I remember getting out of the plane. First, I didn't know how to like, it's so funny because I remember being in the plane trying to learn how to uh, open the, the bathroom door inside of the plane and I got stuck inside because I've never worked, you know, used something like that before. And I remember like, being in a car with my mother and just like driving and I'm seeing like lights and I'm just seeing like so many different things. And I just start thinking like, oh my God, this is it. I get to create what I really want. Oh my God, I could do all of these things. I'm just like seeing so many different like things that I've never seen as a child. And it was just all in my imagination. So it was just like, oh my God, like, wow, I'm, I'm free. It felt like freedom. And so kind of fast forward, so you got an internship at Jive Records. Was that your first like work experience kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, it was my first work experience. Before I got the internship at Jive Records, though, I was, I've been one of those person like, you know, in order for you to go after what you want in life, you have to really like go after it. You can't just expect it for it to come. So I used to go to like a lot of different music conferences, a lot of um, film conferences, just like networking, because like every time I, I set up a goal for myself, I always have to find myself in these different rooms so I can understand exactly what I'm doing so I can allow, you know, the universe to just bless me with the right opportunity. And I end up being blessed with internship at Jive. Yeah. How long were you there? My internship with Jive was about six months. And it's crazy because when I was doing my internship before they switched over to RCA, um, they, they had fired a whole department. And I remember the marketing president there was like, hey. You know, you can get a job if you want to. We really like you here. But I was like, no, I have to really finish school, you know, because education was something very important to um, my family, especially mm. being Haitian. Education come first. So finished school. But did you know you always knew that you wanted to be in the music industry? Honestly, I didn't know that I wanted to be in the music industry. But I know that since I've been a kid, I always wanted to be the person behind the television, you know. And, and when I moved to the United States, and, and and I started watching music videos. And um, I remember the first video that I watched was um, Tupac, Brenda Got a Baby. And I was like, oh, my God. I, you know, I didn't know how to speak English. But I love 
the sound, you know, I fell in love with the sound. Like I love sounds. So I fell in love with the sound and then it's like the imagery was just everything. So, and I'm about storytelling too. So I'm like, I didn't know what he was saying, but the way that the, the picture and the sound, everything, I was like, man, like, that's what I want to do. This is it. I want to be close and, to that. I want to be close to that. So I, so then that's when I went to college. And when I was in college, I was like, okay, so if I want to do television, I need to understand the music side. So I just started just learning the different departments of the things that I needed to learn to become that's great that I am today. Yeah. Because now you're self-employed, have your own company, right? Mm -hmm. So how long have you been doing that versus when you were working? You said you worked at BET and uh, other places. So I've worked with BET for about, I'll say like since I, I worked in my sophomore year and also my junior year in college. Yeah, I worked at my sophomore year, junior year in college. It was never like a full-time, full-time situation because I was in school. So like my job was more so like, you know, I was being flied out for all the award shows. Like, you know, ah, um, all, yeah. What a job. <laughs> yeah. So um, which was great. I still was able to finish college. Um, when I was done, you know, when I was done with college, I had the opportunity to work with them full time, but I didn't go that route because I wanted to learn something different. I wanted to learn of just being on my own and just figuring out life before I just take a, a full responsibility of working for a company. So when I moved to Atlanta, you know, I was doing more freelancing. I, I wanted to learn every aspect of what I wanted to do with myself. You know, I've went through my trials and just, you know, situations and just formed my own company for May Films and started working for myself. And how did you build your, I mean, you said you've been really proactive about kind of networking and stuff. So did your first clients as a sort of self-employed with your own company, did they come generally through that network or did you have to be really proactive about reaching out to people? You know, honestly, when I first started my company, it was not easy because number one, you have to get people to believe in you. In mm. order for you, for you to get people to believe in you, you have to believe in yourself first. Mm. So I started off by believing in myself first and just basically like just reaching out to like different artists that was on the rise coming up. And I used to tell them like, hey, let me shoot your music video for you. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a good job. And of course, you know, a lot of them don't believe in you because they've never seen your work. But I had an artist, Little Dono, you know, he gave me that chat. Like, he was like, hey, um, I'm going to let you shoot my video. He had a record. It was called Do Better. And it was like the hottest record. And I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to do this video for you for nothing. But what's going to happen is you're going to you're going to get a um, plaque and I'm going to get a plaque and I'm going to become like the director that I need to become. And fast forward, the video got 70 million views on YouTube. <laughs> what? <laughs> I received my plaque like I told him that was going to happen. And I've been directing ever since. <laughs> I was going to ask one of the questions I was going to ask you was who was the first big artist that you worked with? Because you worked with some incredible people. Was there anyone that you were into? Did you have any kind of moments of being intimidated or like that moment where you've agreed to do something, you're lying in bed and you're like, wow, like I'm working with Rick Ross or I'm working with, like, you know, like, did you have any of those moments? You know what? Recently, well, last year I had that moment uh, with Chris Brown. I shot a music mm -hmm. video that's going to be coming out real soon with Chris Brown, Davido and Young Thug, right? Oh, so wow. <laughs> why? Davido is my favorite at all time. Chris Brown is my favorite. Thug is my favorite. So I took a moment on set was like, wait, I'm doing a music video for three of my favorite artists of all time. That's also so mad because you're like, you don't get three people on a record. Like that's those three are never going to work together again. So you had the one opportunity to shoot 
probably. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm so excited. I can't wait for the world to see it. And um, it's actually Davido's um, single off his album that he recently just dropped. So, um, you know, they're saving the best for last, like always. Um, I'm excited about that because it's like that moment right there. I, was, I, I felt that I, I honestly felt like I was dreaming. I was like, oh, my God, I'm shooting a video for three of the biggest artists in the world. When you work in that situation, do you do the concepts first or how, let's use it as an example, so, how did you work with their team? So in that situation right there, it was more like a challenge. That's when I was being challenged as a director. I remember um, Davido's manager called me. <laughs> it was a, it was a, what, it was a Thursday night. No, matter of fact, it was a Friday night. A Friday night, he called me. He was like, hey, Des. I was like, hey, because he they kept sending me different records, but it was just like so, so like I had a lot of going on. But he called me and was like, hey, Des, you think you can handle this task? I said, what is it? He's like, I have a video that you need to do for us on Monday. I said, wait, what? On Monday? It's Friday night. It's 7 o'clock. <laughs> I was like, hold up. You're like, you mean like a few weeks on Monday? <laughs> like, no, I'm talking about Monday. And, and, he, and, he, and I was like, we can't do another day. He was like, no, this is the only day Chris Brown and Thug have available and we have to shoot it. I, and I remember I'm at dinner eating and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. So he sent me the song. I'm having an anxiety attack. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, this is so, oh my God, this is like, this is so big. But it's like, oh, what am I about to do now? You know, so many different like things come in my head. And so I was like, no, you got this. You've been waiting for this moment. You got this. So I left the restaurant, went to my house, listened to the song a few times. And it just came to me because I was like, you know what? Everything been shut down. No kids going to school. You know, let me let me bring let me let me let me let me make people feel good. Like I want I want to bring it back to school days. You know, Spike Lee is one of my favorite directors. So I just went back to school days. You know, the name of the record is called Shopping Spree. It's talking about shopping, but I wanted to just give it a whole different turn. You know, and bring it back to school, like an art school, because I went to an art school. Mm. So um, I ended up writing a treatment. I sent it over to him. He was like, this is amazing. Like, you did it so fast. They sent it to Chris Brown. They sent it to Thug's team. All of them love it. And literally that Saturday, I was flying out to LA. Everything is closed. I'm talking about, Lex, everything is closed. And I got to make this happen on Monday? Like, wait, what? I don't know how. But the universe is, man, the universe is amazing. When I tell you, like, when you believe in yourself and you're spiritual and you allow the spirits to just guide you, we pull it off. Monday, we shot the video, and we had 100 people there as extras. How? <laughs> I had no idea how it was done, but it got done. <laughs> it was done, and it was done well. And it was done well. You know, even, like, Chris Brown was hanging out on set all day. Like, Davido was like, Dad, this is amazing. Like, Chris Brown was on set with t- for 10 hours. Like, at, you know. Thug, everybody, it was just, it was just a vibe. Like it was like your energy is so amazing, you know. Because I come with positive energy, you know. So it's like at the end of the day, like if you are the leader, and I always tell people this, like on set, I'm all about just being positive. It's no such mm. thing like I'm bigger than you, bigger than me, you know. Like if, if we come with like love and, and positivity, we're gonna have a good day, you know. So because I know that if I would have come with so much pressure and just anxiety because everything is so rushed and we gotta make mm. this happen, then it wasn't going to get done. So I had to just look at it like, okay, this is a blessing and I'm so happy to be here and I'm going to just spread my wings to everybody. Yeah. 
It's so nice, I think, to have that energy as well because it should be fun. Like the video should be fun because it's this real moment of celebration, I think, of the track that an artist has made and like getting to add that visual element. But it can be tiring. Like 10 hours can be a long day for someone to kind of be performing all the time. So it can be quite a lot. So I think different artists react in different ways to them. (laughs) It's nice to create that vibe. One thing I was wondering is because there are certain ones that really stand out in my mind. I was going to ask which are some music videos, maybe one or two that you've made that you're like, those are my favourites. And then one or two that you're like, ah, but I wish I'd made that one. Like, for example, like Missy Elliott, The Rain, that would be one for me that I'm like, that is iconic. So one of the videos that I've made, I would say Future, Never Stop. I love that video a lot. It's one of my favourite videos. Um, One of the videos that I wish that I would have made... Michael Jackson thriller Michael Jackson thriller I wish I was the one to shoot that video that video is (laughs) epic okay epic 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 yeah it's one of my favorite videos yeah that one are you a big Janet Jackson fan as well yes I am a big Janet Jackson fan and actually I am looking forward I'm gonna put it out in the universe I see myself shooting one of her music videos. Whenever she worked on her last album, I see myself doing something. So I'm just, Janet, if you hear me, give us a chance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sister up, Janet. Come on. Do you know many other women that are working in the field you're working in? Um, Yeah, I do. I do. Um, As far as like the music video industry world, it's just just one young lady. Her name is um, Lacey Dukes. Her work is dope. She do a lot of stuff for Summer Walker. I like I like her visuals. Who else do I know? Like you know, you know, honestly, it's not a lot of females uh, shooting music videos like that in the um, in the industry. It's another um, director. Her name is Bai Chow. She do a lot of stuff for um, Janelle Monae. She's dope too. Yeah, I like both mm-hmm. of them. Janelle Monae is like I think she'd be a fun artist to work with because you can go big, you can go extra, you could kind of throw yeah. a lot of creativity at it. Um, yeah, yeah, I love, I love artists like that, and I mean the director that she, that um, you know she worked with right now, by child, like she, she's amazing. She she brings all her visions to life perfectly. I love it. What do you think the real role of the music video is? Because it adds a whole other dimension to the industry. I think. So the I mean the real role of a music video to me is about just bringing bringing the vision to life. Mm-hmm. You know, just just making sure that you create a piece that gonna allow the consumer to just continue to watch it and watch it and watch it and continue to stream it and stream it and stream it you know that's the role to me of music videos nowadays because everything is about streaming so you know if your music video is not compelling to for people to want to watch then it's just you're not actually handling your job as a as a creator as a director so does i know that you music videos is obviously your world and the, the space that you've been in for a while but if you could kind of at this point in time, look forward to your career and, and think of different things that you want to be a part of it. What are some of those things? So, um, well, recently, you know, um, Davido blessed me with a, another opportunity where I did a performance for Jimmy Campbell Live, which was amazing because I want to get into, you know, television, which was mm. great. That was a great opportunity. Um, right now, I'm actually doing my audition for my first um, short film. It's called Mixed Girl. So I'm I'm getting so what I've been working on is basically transitioning from doing all music videos and just transition to more television and short films and documentaries. So um, I'm working on my own animation right now. 
But the most important thing right now is doing a short film called Makes Girl. So I can really showcase to the world that, you mm. know, I'm just, I'm more than just a music video director. I'm an actual director. Mm. In that TV, the Jimmy Kimmel thing, what's the role of the director in that kind of setup where you're going into an existing TV show or you're working with an existing format? The role for that, for the Jimmy Kimmel Live performance that I did for Davido, it was more so like everything had been shut down due to COVID, mm. you know? So I had to create a whole visual performance inside of a studio and shoot it in a way where they are able to get whatever, um, to get the footage and, and, tr- and transcode it to television. Honestly, I'm still trying to figure out how that worked, but I know that I, j- I had to shoot it in a certain format mm-hmm. that they requested. And we had to edit it in a certain format. And um, I know that we had to send send the actual like raw edits to ABC and for them to format it in the department. So I'm I'm still trying to I'm still trying to figure out how that worked. But um it was more so like creating the content, sending it over to them, and then they'll take care of it on the TV side. I feel like you've got this a really nice relationship with Davido and it's nice to have those people that you work with and you just get each other. You don't have to say any name any names, but have you had any like diva moments with artists or in, or any situations where you've been like, wow, this is just a bit of a nightmare? You know, honestly, I'm a creator, so it's like I don't I don't be paying attention to like when artists be having a moments. You know, because <laughs> yeah. I have moments too. So it's like, you know, it, and because it's like when you when you're a creative person, you you be you be expecting certain things to just be a certain way because that's how we see it in our head. And then when it comes time to do it, we like, oh, why is it taking so long? You know, because it's like I'm I'm like that as a creator. So like when I when I meet artists, you know, set and they'll rush me. That'll be number one. They'll rush you. They'll come late and they'll rush you. I just tell them like, hey, look, like, don't you want your video to be dope because your song is fire? So don't you want that to match the the visual? You know, so I mean, at the end of the day, like I'm all about building relationship with the client because I want the client to walk away knowing that I was honest and mm-hmm. walk away knowing that I give them the best that they deserve, you know? So um, as far as like diva moments, all artists are divas, honestly. You just got to learn how to just work with them. <laughs> yeah, and as she said, all creatives um, can be a little diva-ish. <laughs> I'm a diva myself, you know? <laughs> all creators are some divas, you know? <laughs> Yeah, Roger that. I agree. So you you're based in Atlanta now. Yes. But you've obviously traveled to lots of places. The first time Atlanta like really came on my map. I don't know if you ever watched or remember like Vice used to do all these documentaries of different places. Yeah, different places. And they did one on Atlanta and I think they went out and it was like Migos. um, I feel like was it Gucci Man as well? I remember. Yeah. And I remember being like, is Atlanta really like that? Was it really like that? I don't know if you've seen that episode, but it really kind of put it as like the most extreme place in terms of rapid rise careers and also just like huge expanses of um, poverty. It is, it is. Atlanta, honestly, is the hub for music. You know, like Mm. every artist that I've ever worked with, they started off from Atlanta. You know, Atlanta is like the centerpiece. I mean, Atlanta had the biggest of the biggest come out of Atlanta you know so it's like I love Atlanta I love Atlanta a lot um I'm actually looking to transition soon to LA you know because I want to get you know focus more on television and I feel Mm. like LA will have the doors open wide open for me there LA cut the checks Mm. in Atlanta that's where you create okay (laughs) (laughs) that's the way I need to put it LA cut the checks and Atlanta is the place you need to create because a lot of, you know, production studios are out there and a lot of big record labels are out in L.A. too. So, but Atlanta is the home. 
Yeah. And is Atlanta, so um, I find the London music scene quite interesting because there's a sort of this like rich bed of talent and then just a couple mm-hmm. of people seem to get kind of picked up and like rock it up. Would you say it's similar in Atlanta? Does it feel like when you're on the ground, like there's so much talent and then you're wondering like who's going to be the person, like who's going to be that person that just kind of gets that sky? Yeah, it's the same thing in Atlanta. Atlanta has so much talent. It's all about who's actually put in the work, mm-hmm. you know, like you have to put in the work. So the based on who's putting the work, then you're going to see who's going to actually like go to that next level. You know, I tell artists all the time, like don't, just because you have hot music, don't expect your team to just do everything for you. You have to be willing to go out there and, and, and do the job too and make people believe in you. The past year and a half has obviously been just weird, interesting. Um, people have like taken different things from it. And I get the impression that you're someone who's quite like, you reflect quite a lot or you think about, your journey and where you've been, where you're going. Is there anything that comes to mind that over the past year and a half, couple of years, you've learned or that you've really like solidified something? I'll say like in the past year and a half, just been a a major transitioning for me in my life because when the pandemic happens, it woke me up. Everything shut down. You know, that's never happened in history. You know, so as a creator, you know, the first like two months it happened, you know, I was more like in my head trying to figure out in my spiritual side, trying to figure out exactly where life is going to go. You know, and then in a real world side, just figuring out exactly what my role will be in this new in this new formatted, you know, society that we are being formatted into. And that's when I realized, wait a minute, production is going to be the key, you know, because everything going to be streaming online. And that's when I had to really like focus my attention the most as a business owner. Like, okay, everything is shut down right now. I gotta think quick. I gotta think smart. What what what, what these artists need? What 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 the labels need? You know, what can I do that's gonna like really set me apart? And I've bust my ASS. You know, I was reaching out to different artists. I was reaching out to different labels. That's when I became a creative director. You know, and just start creating different rollouts for for artists and things like that. So. It changed, it changed my life in a perspective. It opened my eyes to a place like, okay, there's no matter what's going on around you, as long as you focus on your new goal and your new strategy, you're going to do just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so during that time, a year and a half, you know, during that time, it allowed me to just focus on my business and focus on that I have to be able to, as a business owner, I have to elevate as the year elevate. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I can't just stand still. Like, I got to think of different ways to just elevate as a business owner and just bring more, you know, more consumers and and, 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 and more engagement to, like, my content. So it, it just basically took me to a moment in my third eye. I had to just really, like, open up, like, okay, what's the next move? That's great. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Obviously, people can look out for the new video, the Davido, mm-hmm. Young Thug and Chris Brown. But where can people stay up to date with your work and follow you? And yeah, yes, where are um, you at on the socials? Please, please, please. Right now, honestly, I am looking for other creators like myself. That's what I'm doing right now. So any creators that's listening to this podcast, please reach out to me. My Instagram is underscore Des Greg. I have a website, it's www.ddesgray.com, and my name is spelled D-E-S-G-R-A-Y, okay, Des, D-E-S-G-R-A-Y, a lot of people get my name confused, they'd be like, Des, D-E-Z, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the gray, they spelled G-R-E-Y. No, gray, 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 G-R-A-Y, I am gray. 
I'm gray. <laughs> and you know, honestly, I get that's you know, gray comes from like my spiritual realm, like you know, because all of us like we are white light, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like Dez is like the 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 last of my name, Dazir, which you know I made it short for Dez. Mm-hmm. And then gray is me being a white light. I, I don't see any other colors, I just see a gray line. At first, everybody was calling me Dez. And then when I went through my spiritual journey, you have you ever done ayahuasca? You say you're very spiritual. Right? No, I'm spiritual, but I have never done ayahuasca, but I've heard I've heard a fair bit about it, but no, I haven't. Oh, okay, okay. You should definitely try it. Um, after I've done ayahuasca, like it just came to me. I was like, wow, I am a white light. I should call myself gray. It's like, I like that. That's gray. And so you check your IG messages. People can reach out to you on there. Yes, they could, they could reach out to me on my IG messages. They could reach out to me on my website. Like I was saying, like I'm looking for creators right now. So if you're a photographer, you are a website developer, you are a director like me, you're a producer, whatever you do as a creator, please reach out to me because I'm looking to give another creator like myself an opportunity like I've gotten as a creator. That's awesome. That's so cool. There's so many super talented creators in London who I'm sure would love to Man, I just know. like foster your experience. You know, honestly, when I come out to London, I, I definitely want to just network with other creators, you know, like I have a lot of creators that follow me in, in, in a lot of different countries. I've shot, mm. I shot matter of fact, um, I've shot a music video for an artist out of London before too. His name is um, Yotran. He live he's he live out of London. And then I also have I have another good friend of mine. His name K Trap. He's a rapper. Yeah, I've heard of K Trap. Yeah, K Trap. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I just want to I just want to connect with all creators all around the world. Please mm. reach out to me. Please reach out. I think one of the wonderful things about creativity or having a passion is when you meet people who have a shared passion, a shared love. You have this like instant bond or instant kinship that is very deep and personal. So it kind of creates a really nice foundation, I think, for relationships with people all over the world. Like I'm going to Ibiza in a few days. And like part of that is like connecting with other people that are in music or into the kind of music that um, nice. I'm playing. And it's just it's such a nice way to connect with people, I think. No, I like that. Yes, yeah, especially creators. Like we got to stick together. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard out here. Yeah, we have to stick together. Like creators, we have to stick together. And I and I and I'm one of those creative people. Like, hey, two eyes is better than one, and and that's what I stand on. Two yeah. eyes is better than one. Well, thank you so much. I think that's so cool. Thank you so much for having me. And it's thank been you. so nice talking to you. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thank Bye. you so much. <laughs> what up, Lex? Surprise, good women were destined to rise. Yeah. Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting the new generation. Some hot girls, you know the vibe. Yeah. All the hot girls come alive. All Some hot girls, you know the vibe. All my hot girls come alive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.